know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Seasons Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What up, podcast land? This is just Jim and Joe of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. And on this week's episode, we're talking all things Atlanta Hawks basketball, and we will be talking some Georgia baseball this week with our guest of the week via the Fan for All Seasons fan line. But before we get into the NBA and college baseball conversation, it's time to get a word from our sponsor. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue, authentic original oak smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgiasmoke.com. And so I want to get things going on this week's episode, talking some Atlanta Hawks basketball with you guys. And so the first thing that really stands out to me is you know how I talked about how on last week's show how big the Bulls game and how big the Raptors game were respectively last week. Well, the Hawks split in these two games. They had a really heartbreaking loss against the Bulls last Thursday, losing 112 to 108. Trey had a really rough night and he he just wasn't really himself. And everybody was like questioning Trey. I even put out on Twitter. I think I said something about how I think about how I expected more from Trey. I know it was a tough night, but I just wanted to see Trey win a moment or do something to help win a moment in a basketball game that would eventually lead to a Hawks win. But that wasn't the case on Thursday night in Chicago. Uh, but then we flipped things over to Saturday, and Saturday was really impressive. The Hawks bounced back in a major way, and I talked about the length and the athleticism that the Toronto Raptors have, and the Hawks came to play, and they ended up beating Toronto. 127 to 100. That was a really impressive win win by the Hawks last Saturday night. And what we saw from that is we saw Trey Young bounce back in a major way. He had 41 points, 11 assists, and he was just really, really impressive. I mean, guys, to me, this win against the Raptors from Saturday was arguably the second biggest win of the season other than the Phoenix game. I mean, there's no doubt about it. What the Hawks did on Saturday night, taking care of business against a really talented Raptors team, was a sight to behold. And so Trey Young made some history against the Toronto Raptors. So according to our friends at ESPN Stats and Info, so since the NBA-ABA merger, which was in 1976-1977, there are only two players who have had 40 points, there are only two players who have had more 40-point games at age 23 or younger. And the other two that have done it, Michael Jordan, who had 31, LeBron James, who had 27, and for Trey Young, he's had 22 40-point games in his career. So that's some pretty rarefied elite air to put Trey Young in. If he's in the same breath as MJ and LeBron, I mean, I mean, that's just really, really impressive. Some other things that really stood out to me from the victory against the Raptors on Saturday was not only Trey Young, but Double O on Yaka Kongwu really came to play for the Hawks. He had 17 points and 7 rebounds. And so, with Toronto being such an athletic team, I was worried about the kind of impact that this might have with Quint Capella. And that's where I thought Kongwu was able to really make some plays and really thrive for the Hawks. I mean, Kongwu is just everywhere, y'all. Like, he's blocking shots. He He's, his energy he is just infectious. He has such enthusiasm. And he has such a big smile on his face playing basketball. He really has a lot of fun out there. I'm telling you guys, Okongwu was going to be a fan favorite. 
Like, I, I can just tell. I mean, he's just got that thing about him. You got that it about him. I want to give you guys a little bit of an update on John Collins. So, so I saw some video of Collins earlier, or I should say later last week, and even some earlier today on Monday. And he was doing some running. He was doing some shooting. Hopefully, he can play against Boston. Some early reports look like that he's going to be doubtful for the Boston game on Tuesday. So, I hope he can play Thursday against the Bulls. So, this is a really kind of a big stretch for the Hawks. When you have 22 games left, every game is huge. So Tuesday night, they're playing the Celtics in Boston. They're very able to win that. We pick up a full game on the Celtics and we're, the Hawks are still trying to make an impact. Still trying to make a run for the sixth seed. I mean, they, they could do this. They just have to play some of their best basketball. I think they can really do this, but the week doesn't get easier for the Hawks because they have the Celtics on Tuesday and then play the Chicago Bulls back in Atlanta for the return game on the third and then follow it up with a back-to-back on Friday night in Washington and Washington is right down is breathing right down the Hawks necks for the for the 10th seed as well so this is a tough little three-game stretch for the Hawks hopefully they're able to go into Boston and build off the Toronto win they're able to beat the Bulls on Thursday night and then they're able to get things rolling against the Wizards on Friday I will say this I expect the Hawks to come out and play really good basketball against the Bulls on Thursday we had that we had that last Bulls game one we really did but it's just DeMar DeRozan I mean he hit that tough fadeaway shot with precious time remaining it's just it was it was just really tough to take but anyway that's in the past hopefully the Hawks can get back on track and take care of the Boston Celtics and the Chicago Bulls and the Wizards and keep this thing rolling because I really think this team's best basketball is in front of them all you have to do is just think back to the Toronto Raptor victory from last Saturday night it was just really really impressive so hopefully the Hawks are able to continue this momentum and guys here's a big thing about the victory against Toronto it proves that the Hawks can beat these big time opponents they beat Phoenix they beat Cleveland. They've beaten Toronto. Now, granted, all these games are at home, but it just goes to show that the Hawks can play, that they can play with some of the best teams in the NBA. And there's no doubt about it. They, they just have to find a way to keep building off this, and hopefully we can see more positive momentum headed the Atlanta Hawks way. So after the Wizards game coming up on Friday, the Hawks travel to Detroit to play the Woeful Pistons next Monday. The Hawks should be able to take care of the Pistons. Pistons are a team that's rebuilding, and so I, I feel really good about the stretch for the Hawks. Hopefully they're able to keep the positive momentum from last Saturday's victory against the Raptors rolling. And uh, hopefully they just continue to play good basketball. So that's going to wrap it up for our Atlanta Hawks part of the show. I'll be connecting with our guest of the week via the Fan for All Seasons fan line here in one second. We- to talk some University of Georgia. Bulldog baseball and fan for all season fans. We're back. We've connected with our guest of, with our guest of the week via the fan for all seasons fan line. And we're gonna talk some University of Georgia Bulldog baseball with my good friend. This guy is a guy is a University of Georgia bug alum like myself. We actually met in the student section at a Georgia basketball game and have become friends ever since. One of my dearest friends from college, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Connor O'Neill. Connor, how's it going, my dude? Doing great. How about yourself? It's, it's going good, man. It's going good. Well, let's get into the Georgia Bulldog baseball conversation, my friend. And so the first topic I want to get into you with is this, Connor. And so Georgia has gotten off to a really impressive start this season. And so in your opinion, what I want to know is what has been the biggest key, um, what has been the biggest key to Georgia's hot start? The fact that they've developed us just very early on. Two of those games that I'm talking about, I happen to be at. So we see that on when well, they played Albany, you know, like they were down four nothing uh, in the third inning, and th- these are the kinds of teams Georgia to struggle against. The most was a top twenty-five team in the country, but they, they lo and behold, they just battle back, get a run in the fourth, get another run, another one. They 
scrap and claw early on and and just kind of prove to themselves that hey um that if we're in this situation you know on down the road that, that we can handle our own that we can and that we can take care of business against greater competition in the sec but doing that against non-conference teams you know as you talked about with the albany comeback i think i think that's a huge building block for this team it breeds confidence and that's something that i feel like coach strickland has really brought on to them very early into the year and so the next topic i want to get into you with connor is this and so the crowds according to the radio and tv uh, they make it seem like foley field is such a great atmosphere and so what have the crowds been like at the games that you've been at earlier this season well the reason they tell you the atmosphere is so great is because it is i mean it's plain and simple i mean i have like the cheaper over the seats like the they call them the left field bleachers which doesn't make sense to me because they're more like along the left field line but anyway all the seats were packed. I had to squeeze into whatever picket spot I could find because the tickets were just going very quickly. Uh, it was a loud crowd. Um, I will say that I was a little disappointed with TDD. The crowd starts to kind of file out early, you know, especially in the double header. Over time, things started to clear up a little more as far as having more space to your people be there. But I don't, it's going to stay that way for very long because, I mean, one, we're playing when it's a lot cooler this time of year than most of the season. So my guess is people are leaving because they don't want to be cold. And also they want to be, you know, higher quality opponents. The more neighboring bones, but those are the only two real knocks I have on the crowds. But they will be very short lived, I can guarantee that. No doubt, I totally agree. That's for sure. And so Georgia has so many talented guys on this season's roster. So who are some guys that have really stood out to you early on in the year? That's a loaded question, honestly, because there's so many guys I could pick out and make a good case for, but I'm going to go with Ben Anderson, our center fielder, because, I mean, for one, he had a very undergraduate degree to what I got in applied biotech. He did biochem molecular bio, so that's close enough. And on top of that, he is actually doing the same masters as I am, as I did, and comparative biomedical sciences. It always cracks me up when the Dave and John uh, try to say that correctly, and they butcher it every time. <laughs> and it always cracks me up. But anyway... Um, it's hard, but anyway, that's another topic. So, other reasons, I mean, more baseball related is how I stand out for me is, I mean, you saw it on the very first uh, at bat that Georgia took offensively this year. It's just a leadoff, you know, home run. And, <laughs> like, right away, you can see how, like, how he's the engine that gets this offense going. I think he even had, like, a batting average north of six for a good amount of time. And, but which is insane. I understand it's the very beginning of the season, but, uh, but like, usually batting average is that high come down with it like an at-bat. So they've been keeping it up somehow, and I think the energizer bunny for this offense. I, I agree with you 
about Ben Anderson, man. I, I really do. I think he's the perfect table setter. Um, he, he's the perfect table setter um, and, and with this team. And he's got so much experience and he's a really talented guy. And especially out in center field. The thing about him that I really like is that there seems to be not a ball that he can't track on center field. But one of the guys that has really stood out to me, and, and, this, and this guy's a freshman and he plays the outfield as well, is Dwight Allen. And I want to say Dwight hit his first home run in game two of the doubleheader last Saturday. And, oh, yeah. and I, I've just been really impressed with him. And he hit that home run at a crucial point in the game to tie it up for Georgia in game two of the doubleheader. I want to say it was pretty early on in the game. And I remember watching it and just seeing the ball jump off Dwight Allen's bat. I was like, wow. And then you also look at the speed that Allen has. And I just, I just think the sky's the limit for Dwight Allen. And I, I know he's a freshman, but I definitely think he's a guy that could definitely make an impact for Georgia this season despite being a freshman, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and on top of that, too, if I remember the second game of the doubleheader correctly, you know, I definitely remember taking a leadoff home run in the bottom of the first that game as well, and I heard that same guy that you're talking about right now, Dwight Allen. Yeah. We got we got something cooking at the leadoff spot, which is a very good sign. No doubt about it, no doubt about it. And I also want to expound topic again really quick. Another guy that, that I've been really impressed with early on for Georgia has been the guy in the middle of the diamond, the shortstop, Cole Tate. I know he's a, I know he's a senior, and I know he's from right down the road in Oconee County from Bishop, Georgia, which is right down the road from Athens. You, you know, Cole, Cole Tate is just as steady Eddie, steady Eddie as it gets defensively, offensively. Uh, I'm, I've just been really impressed with what you've gotten out of him early on with this being a senior year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the Tate brothers are the hard soul of the team. I know he's to eat with the pause even though he's a senior, but I would say, like, that's exactly one of those things that goes into it because, you know, he and, and the team Connor have been very, uh, been around for quite some time. I think that goes a long way towards, you know, mentoring and more especially since, you know, showing them the ropes of how this program runs, you know, things like that. But also, can we just take a moment to appreciate how in the first game of the double header, I, I remember Cole Tate was on deck in a two-out situation where I think the next run won the game. Uh, Akron elected to intentionally walk the batter before him so they can face Cole Tate because they thought so for some reason he was super best to get out despite like a darn near like this year, something like that, batting average, which made me evil, which I thought was the craziest logic for lack thereof in the world, but it, it turns out I was right about that. It's like, what are you doing, Akron? And he made him pay. He did, man. He did. And, and so now, the next topic we're going to get into as far as Georgia baseball here, Connor, is Georgia has a great opportunity where they get to play in several minor league stadiums this season. And so these stadiums include Floor Field and Greenville. And and, and and so there's that game. And then you have Sunday when you're facing Georgia Tech as a part of the Georgia Spring Classic for Kids, the 19th annual of those. And that's coming up on Sunday. And then a week from Tuesday, a week from Tuesday where Georgia will be in SRP Park in Augusta, the home of the Green Jackets against Georgia Southern. And so which of these venues, A, are you most excited to see Georgia play in? And B, I want to get your thoughts on what on what it's like for Georgia to play in these kind of atmospheres and some of these minor league stadiums and, and what that's like. For so the first part, I think it's hard it's hard for me to say, you know, when you practice in I have walked outside the ballpark before, but I've never actually rented there, let alone 
Park. Yeah, it's typically across the river from where I live right now. Um, it's just, just, I really enjoy, like, if you've ever been there or seen pictures with, like, the Tax Slayer Terrace, which is, like, kind of like a, a little, deck of, like, kind of on the same level as the luxury boxes, and there and watch uh, you stand up, and on one side of the terrace, you look straight down the field, the other side, you uh, the Savannah River. Just how nice that is. I just get goosebumps going into that park every time, like, much more so than where you feel where I've been in the past, and, and much or anywhere else for that matter. So maybe it's more personal reason, but I'm really excited to see them. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, I hope you root on the dogs next Tuesday night because they're going to need it, especially going up to Southern. And, and I will say this, I do like the fact that Georgia is playing Georgia Southern in three games this year. I think Georgia and Georgia Southern, I think they need to play more and more sports, and particularly basketball. I know they've against each other in the past, but but for some reason, it, it just I, I, I just think the rivalry between Georgia and Georgia to Southern in baseball is just really, really intense, and yeah. and I'm I'm excited to see that to, to see that crowd to see that atmosphere next Tuesday night. So I hope you have a blast going down there and uh, and seeing the dogs. Hopefully take care of hopefully take care of business against Georgia Southern. Oh yeah, for sure it'll be great. I know you asked the second part of the question, and then you I really only answer the first part. So I guess I'm just to to kind of answer you know what the Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And so, Connor, our final topic tonight as we're talking Georgia Bulldog baseball is this. And so, Georgia faces Tech this weekend in the annual three-game series. So, how excited are you for clean, old-fashioned hate hits the diamond? Oh, yeah. It's that I best of the rivalry with Georgia Tech because we always beat the living heck out of them with football time and time again. And basketball, not so one-sided as far as because, like, I mean, the difference between Georgia, between the rivalry in basketball and baseball, as far as I can see, is that, like, the scores are usually pretty one-sided in basketball, but it alternates who's on the winning end, if that makes sense. With baseball, on the other hand, these games are frequently close. Like, and it's just one of those games that I remember, for example, last year, here at Hatch, and I think that game was, like, what, 14 innings or something? It's like, that's insane. So, like, it's, it's easily the most you know, sport that we play back in, that what we go ahead to about it. I'm, I'm fired up for clean old-fashioned hate hits the diamond. I will actually be at Georgia Tech on Friday night. My first trip over 
to the Rusty Sea, as Georgia fans call it. I'll be over there, my first trip ever there, and that'll complete the Tech trifecta of football, basketball, and baseball. So I'm really excited to see Tech's field, see Georgia play on the road. And Connor, I'm also excited to see Jonathan Cannon, Georgia's ace starting pitcher pitch on Friday night. And um, before before we wrap up, I want to hit you with one last thing. You know, Jonathan Cannon almost had a perfect or had a perfect game through seven innings in his last start against Akron. I, I want to get your thoughts on Jonathan Cannon and what type of impact he, what type of impact Jonathan Cannon can make for this rotation as we get closer and closer to SEC play. Well, if you're the ace, you set the tone for the rest of your pitching staff. Plain and simple. decided to come back to school and he could have gone pro after last season but having him back is huge and and, and just knowing that Georgia's got their ace in the hole as far as Friday nights with an experienced talented pitcher like Mr. Cannon I'm excited to see what he does against Tech on Friday I'm jacked up to be there in person and I'm excited to see what Jonathan Cannon can do as we get closer to SEC play well Connor I want to thank you so much for coming on the show tonight and talking some Georgia Bulldog baseball I'm sure we'll have you on again to talk more Bulldog baseball as the season progresses and thank you so much my friend as always it's been a pleasure all right, Connor, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, sounds good. Thank right. you. So I thought that was a really good interview we did with our man, Connor O'Neill, talking some Georgia Bulldog baseball. You, you know, as I said, Connor and I met in college. He's a really passionate Georgia fan like me, and we bonded at a basketball game, and then we just started talking ball, and we just clicked. And I mean, like, there's no doubt about it. Like, Connor is one of the biggest Georgia fans I know. I mean, we're always talking about the dogs, whether it's football, basketball, or baseball. Um, and, and, and the guy just exudes passion for the University of Georgia. I think that's why he and I hit it off so well. So before we get on out of here this week, I want to tell you guys about FanFrostSeasons.com. It's our website. You can go check out all our past episodes, where this episode will be later tonight. You can check out our merchandise store, where we have hoodies, sweatshirts, t-shirts, and everything in between. So gear up for your favorite local sports podcast. So check that out at FanFrostSeasons.com. There's also the really cool bio kind of show that kind of shows how the podcast came to be, which is really fun to do. And like I said, ad nauseum, guys, this podcast wouldn't be where it is and what it is with you guys the fans so i just really appreciate all of y'all's support thank you guys so much for buying our merchandise for repping the gear i just really really appreciate it and so does our guy rg3 i know he appreciates it too and uh so yeah so that's gonna kind of wrap it up for this week but before we get on out of here it's time to get a word from our sponsor and fan for all seasons is brought to you in part by georgia smoke barbecue authentic original oak smoked barbecue catering you can learn more georgiasmoke.com for myself jamin joe for connor o'neill this has been another exciting installment of the fan for all seasons podcast i'm gonna talk to you guys next week see ya and go dog